So we're talking about a big, big, big change in Alberta health care. Like this is not this is not small. This is a fundamental change to the delivery of health care in the province of Alberta. Like I say, before we see it fully implemented, um, it will be a couple of years possibly. The first legislation, according to the plan laid out by the government yesterday, is not due for a year. We're not even going to get an idea on how these organizational things work until the spring. Um, but we're getting the plan now. And like I say, it's going to be months and years in some instances to see the full scope of what the province is attempting to do. So we're early, but we can get some pretty good indication of what it's going to look like. And like I say, some people have some legitimate concerns. Uh, something has to change. Does this strike the right chord? Does this find the solution to the problems we all know we have? We're going to speak with Dr. Lorian Hardcastle, Associate Professor in the Faculty of Law at the University of Calgary, health policy expert. Uh, Dr. Hardcastle, thanks for being here. Always appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So as I say, big, big, big change. There's a lot to go through with the plan that was unveiled yesterday. What's your overall impression? When you, when you sit back a day later and sort of take it all in, what's your takeaway from this? I think I have two main concerns, and the first concern is that we've moved away from siloed health care with different organizations governing different health services, um, and we're not the only ones who have done that. That's been the trend across Canada and worldwide, and I worry that shifting away from an integrated delivery system to one that's more siloed, I worry that people will fall through the cracks or that they won't have smooth transitions right. from primary care to hospital to, to continuing care. And then the second big concern that I have is is just the instability that this is going to bring. Our healthcare system is already under strain, and we're already competing with other jurisdictions to recruit professionals, and I worry that all of this instability um, is only going to make things worse. I think you make a really good point. Like, when you want to break apart the healthcare system into you know acute care, primary care, continuing care, the same patient may touch all three of those quote-unquote disciplines in one incident, right? Like you may start in acute care and end up in primary care, then move to continuing care. That's typically how it's meant to work. So do you have any indication as to, as you say, if we're going to have silos, I mean, are we starting over? Is it a new system we're transferring into? Will we follow through seamlessly? I, I guess that's one of the big questions, right? Absolutely. And I think it's telling that most jurisdictions have moved towards a more integrated system and, and we're going in the other direction. And I haven't seen any compelling evidence for the kind of model that's being proposed. And I think if you're going to make seismic changes to the healthcare system, they, they've got to be evidence-based. Um, now, whenever we talk about Alberta Health Services and healthcare in Alberta on this show, I hear from people inside the system, like I'm talking about nurses, primarily doctors, others, who say one of the problems we have is there's too much management. There's too much bureaucracy. Um, they, they, they get in the way of us doing our jobs. They don't listen to us. It seems to me, and this is my big concern here, is we've created more bureaucracy. We've now got four bureaucracies where we used to have one. Do you think I'm, I'm out, of lunch, out, out to lunch there or is that an issue? That's absolutely an issue, and, and in fact, we'll have more than four, because we'll have True. the four uh, delivery organizations managing the, the um, mental health and addictions, acute, primary, and continuing care, but then we'll continue to have AHS, and we'll continue to have Covenant Health, and we're bringing in uh, several new advisory uh, councils, uh, more localized bodies, and so it seems to me that this is this is going to add bureaucracy and add layers of complexity rather than 
uh, streamlining the system. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. That was one of the first things that struck me. The other thing, that, and one thing I was really pleased to hear, and I don't know if the follow-through will be there, but there was a lot of focus on frontline workers. And, and, and to me, that they have to be part of this conversation. And, and from what we heard yesterday, they will be. How important is it to actually have the people who do the jobs be involved in whatever this may come to be, but they need to be part of the conversation? It's crucial. And in fact, they should have been involved earlier. They should have been involved in the design of all of this. But this is a government that holds their cards pretty close to their chest until things are already announced. Um, But health providers should have already been consulted at this point. Um, Hopefully they take their views seriously in the design of uh, the details of this system. But that remains to be seen. Um, One thing that I've heard some people raise concerns about, and it was in some leaked documents that came out, you know, selling off some continuing care facilities. There's always a risk or a worry, I guess, that we might see uh, the creep of privatization. The premier made it pretty clear that's not what this is about. Do you see anything in the plan that would open the door to that, would create a slippery slope? Where's your stance on that? The Premier was careful in choosing her words, as was the Minister of Health, and they talked about people not paying. So they talked about this not being about private finance, um, but it could still be about private delivery. And in fact, we've seen the growth of private surgical facilities, and we're likely to continue to see that. And then we're perhaps likely to see some of the continuing care facilities that are currently under public operators shift to private operators. Um, so, so I think they chose their words carefully uh, at the press conference around privatization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and knowing people would be watching for that commentary very, very closely. Uh, Dr. Hardcastle, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me.